This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Give God one more big praise offering in this house. You can do better than that. Raise up your voices. Shout with a voice of triumph. Give him a dance offering this morning. Is anybody with a little bit of faith? And is anybody with a high praise? Shout with a voice of triumph. How many of you were born again when we were singing? Jesus is the answer for this world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Until somebody asked me if Jesus is the answer, what's the question? said we don't know what's the question but whatever the question might be he's still the answer see see I don't know why Jesus loves me Well, if we don't know why, we must come to Bible school. Give him one more big praise offering. (laughs) I want to take this time to again salute Dr. Theo and Dr. Bev. Love them with all of my heart. Great respect for them. Their level of excellence, their leadership in this nation, how much they have shaped my life and how grateful I am for the blessing they are to this nation. And I want to take this time to celebrate them, to salute them, honor God for the gift that they are to the body of Christ, to the nations of the world, and for us in South Africa. Let us bless God for the goodness of God upon their lives for us. Jesus. Take your seats. You are in for a bumpy ride. This is not going to be normal church. Let me behave. I want to teach you from the word of God the life lessons from a few Bible characters that have shaped my life. Really want to talk to you about how their lives were tested and how ultimately that test produced powerful testimonies that for generations to come, generations were blessed by their testimonies. Hopefully we'll have time and talk about David, Joseph, a lady with an alabaster flask, and a short gentleman by the name of Zacchaeus. And there was one thing in common in their lives. They faced tremendous tests and hardships and trials. And each one of them connected themselves with an uncommon seed. And an uncommon seed produced uncommon breakthroughs and an uncommon harvest. In my personal life, I've forever in the life of a businessman, you will encounter seasons, uh, what we call the valley seasons. 
seasons of severe testing, like Joseph found himself in a pit. And amazing, the, the life lessons you can learn in a pit stop. And they tell me that a pit means it is a prophet in training. And um, it is so that, I want to share with you one testimony in particular. We just started the business, very excited about business, prospects were there, faith was there, zeal was there. Started a project and I had two vehicles on this project, but we needed four. And I didn't have the money for four. And at the same time, I believe God spoke to my heart to bless a pastor with a vehicle. And so I made a commitment, as soon as this project is done, I'll take the proceeds from here and I'll bless him with a vehicle. But the Spirit of God pressed it upon my heart, do it and do it now. Uncommon seed, in an uncommon season in your life, sow it right now for an uncommon breakthrough. I then sold one of the vehicles, which left me with one instead of four, some down one vehicle. Sold that vehicle, bought the pastor a vehicle, and just blessed him with it. And we really pushed our way through with one vehicle instead of four. But we ended up with a blessing on the same project ten times more in value. And so I've seen that when you go through a winter, it's not a time to hold back your seat. If you go through famine, it's not time to let your natural mind calculate your capacity. You'd have to live in the faith zone. And it is only when you make decisions based on your faith and not on your fears that your faith can produce a harvest that is uncommon. Now, your seed has the power to to break the curse, to break the cycle of poverty, to bring an end to famine, to break the power of lack, and also your seed has the power to break debt. I think one of the greatest blessings that I have is the blessing of peace. I mean, you go home to a house that's filled with peace, there's nothing that can match it. Another blessing upon my life is the joy of the Lord. My joy is not conditional to my bank balance. I have joy 24-7. No devil can stop it. And if I, for in any reason, need a little bit more joy, I jump for joy. It's a blessing. But one of the righteous blessings that I have is the blessing of debt cancellation. Zero debt. Can I speak to this section over here that's got a lot of faith this morning and say, are you ready to receive the blessing of zero debt? Amen. Now, he who started the good work in you will also complete it. God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. Amen. And when you don't qualify... That's when you qualify. Amen. Now, when money comes into your life, your heart will be tested. 
uncommon seed produces uncommon breakthrough. Present time sufferings produces future glories. Your problem has an expiry date. And I want to encourage you to run your pay your race with patience. Romans 8.28 says, All things works together for good for them that loves God. I want you to lift up your hands for just a moment of worship. And I want you to receive. I am so blessed when Dr. Theo does the healing. You know, there's no strife, nothing. It just says, receive your healing. Theo walks back and then the healing comes. So now, in the name of Jesus, I want you to receive it. Just receive. It's going to work out good. There's somebody in this audience, you are facing hell. You don't know which way to turn in this coming week. But here comes your breakthrough. It's going to work out good. You will laugh at your enemies and your enemies will come back to honor you and respect you and remove the shame away from you. Would you receive that? Receive that? Receive that? Receive that? Receive that? You have no idea what God still has in store for you in this year. Amen? Now, whatever you do, don't miss tonight. Because let me give you an appetizer for tonight. This coming Thursday, I think it's around about the 22nd of November, Count from there 40 days till the 31st of December. We are entering into the season of the last 40 days of this year. And it will be loaded with 40 days of favor. Now Joseph was a teenager with big vision. Do we have any teenagers with big vision? And the 50 and the 60 and the 70 year old all become teenagers? I say, is there anybody in this house that's got big vision? Now, when you release your big vision, it will awake some enemies. Joseph was a teenager with big vision. Joseph was still a teenager when he made all that money for Potiphar. David was a teenager killing lions and bears and giants. Daniel's faith as a teenager shut the mouths of lions. Jesus was a teenager speaking to the wise in the synagogue. And I want to say that our prophets will become younger. Our millionaires will become younger. Listen to me, saints of God. There are many of your children now. They are five and six and seven year olds, but they grow up under this word in this house Because they are connected in this house and because they grow in this house. By the time when they get to matric, they will come from a business meeting of a property portfolio and then write their maths exams. Come on, give God a shout this morning. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, one of us. Say it like somebody that's got faith. One of us. You're going to update your Facebook status this morning and say, One of us has got the capacity to put 1,000 to flight. Just one of us. 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 And when two of us come in agreement, I say, When two of us come in agreement, I say, When two of us come in agreement, 
10,000 shows up. We've got capacity to deal with 10,000. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel 17, 20, 1746. David said these words. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. This day. David said this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I have been in some serious confrontations and negotiations and stumbling blocks and hurdles and cul-de-sacs within my business career. And from time to time, I have been faced with Goliaths, with threats upon my life. Listen, you can't fight back in the flesh. When you fight in the flesh, you go to the level of the enemy's turf. And when you fight in the flesh, the enemy will win every time. This warfare is spiritual. The weapons that we use are spiritual. We don't fight back in hatred. You fight back in love. You fight back with a sound mind. One of my weapons that I use for warfare is a high praise. I have a praise in the strangest of circumstances. My dance is different. My dance is wild. I don't need a worship team to boost me. I give God a high praise when I'm all by my own self. Amen. Then I make warfare with a prophecy. Whatever God has said about my life, I just believe God's going to work it out. It will be completed. God will not release something in my life and not complete it. God will not start something in my life and then abandon me. He's promised to me, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. His promise upon my life, it's going to work out good. It's going to work out good. It's going to work out good. It's going to work out good, Jerome. It's going to work out good. It's going to work out good. This day, the Lord was delivered you into my hand. How about looking at your problem and make a declaration and say, this day? Can we try that one more time and say? Uh There's some shackles breaking when you say. Goliath is shouting. Give me a man. Your response. You don't know of all the answers. But your response is. The Lord has delivered you into my hands. The Lord has delivered me. Now look at verse 45. 1 Samuel 17, 45. David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with what? A sword, a spear, and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You come to me, sword, spear, shield. You come to me, sword, spear, shield. But don't you know, no weapon, no sword, No weapon, no shield, no weapon, no spear shall advance against me. No sword, what you want to cut off, it's not going to work. No shield, what you want to protect yourself against, it's not going to work. Now Mark 11.23 says, now if you're born again for just one month, you're supposed to know Mark 11.23. You get born again in the morning. By the evening, it's expected for you to know Mark eleven twenty three. 
Now, this is the Jerome Liberty translation that says, you want to hear the Jerome Liberty translation? It says, whoever, whosoever, put a little bit of King James on Jerome Liberty, whosoever <laughs> shall say unto this cancer, curse, whosoever shall say unto unemployment, Unto the economy. Unto depression. Is there anybody in this house that is ready to speak to? Is there any whosoever in the house? Alzheimer's? Go down the road, not at this address. This is the house of the righteous. Somebody said, have you got the flu? I said, no, I don't have the flu. I have Jesus. (laughs) So whosoever shall speak to this mountain and say what? And say what? I want you to lift your voices as high as you can. Say what? But shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. Abraham staggered not at the promises of God, believing not that his own body was already as dead, the age of a hundred, and his wife, whom already dead, almost in the age of a hundred, staggered not at the promises of God, doubt not in his heart, I'm the father of many nations. Something just dropped in my spirit that says God's going to do it anyway. God's going to do it anyway. Airtime or no airtime, data or no data, please call me, so please call me. God's going to do it anyway. Let me hear you say, God's going to do it anyway. Hallelujah. Now, God is faithful to his word. Amen? I say God is faithful to his word. For those of you that don't know, God is more reliable than the Sunday times. Why put your faith in today's news when the word of God can change just about everything and anything? Amen. Now, there's a few lessons I can learn from David. If I look at the life of Joseph, Joseph just about got it right every time. During the temptation, Joseph ran away, left his coat behind. What a man. How about Daniel? How he resists the temptation? I mean, today we can't even drive past tears. David, Daniel sat next to the king's table and refused the food. <laughs> no wonder God honored him that when he was pushed in the lion's den, he had none of that stuff in him and the lions lost their appetite. <laughs> come now, come now, come now, come now. 
And David miscalculated a few times. But you know what? David was quick to repent. And you know what? David was a sower. There's a few things about David. I believe there are a few people in life that they are atheists, atheists, atheists. They don't believe there's a God. But still they believe there was a David. David, one of the most celebrated characters in the Bible next to Jesus. And there's a few things I've learned from David. Killing lions and bears. I mean, imagine you have that on your CV. Lion killer. <laughs> Bear slayer. Giant killer. David. Attitude. Me. David. David goes to the battlefield. Taking lunch for his brothers. He was never qualified to be on the battlefield. How about God places you in a, in a battle that initially they said you did not qualify for and you come out a winner? How about the man and woman that resisted you? Their names are taken off the office door and your name is placed on the office door. Listen, saints of God. In these last days I will pour out, says the Lord. And I want to notify you, we have just entered the last days of 2018. There was a plague in the land. And let me go to 1 Chronicles 21, 18. Therefore the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David, David should go and erect an altar of the Lord on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Then, 2 Samuel 24, verse 24. The king said unto Orona, Nay, but I will surely buy it from thee with a price. Neither will I offer up burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the auction for 50 shekels of silver. Everybody say 50 shekels of silver. So we bought it. Let's go to 1 Chronicles 22, 14. Now let me share with you a testimony about my life. When I grew up as a child, where we lived and where church was, was about anything up to 15 kilometers apart. And not having, you know, all sufficiency at the time. Um, we didn't have money for, for bus fare and taxi fare, so we walked that journey. Those days we had church almost seven days a week. And I walked over a piece of land that I feared because there was, it was bush and possible gangsters. And I feared for my life. And I would go to church every single day. Now, just about 40 years later, that same piece of land, 42 hectares of land, God has given unto us to build a church. This section over here, would you receive the blessing of property before the end of the year? Yeah. 
Now, for those of you that just, an umkuku came to mind, let me just take the umkuku out. <laughs> let me release and <laughs> put a delete button on that umkuku. Let's go big. I say, let's go big. I say, let's go big. I say, one of us can put a thousand to flight. Let's go big. So David said, no, I will buy it with a price. And 1 Chronicles 22, 14. And from that land, he produced 100,000 talents of gold, that same land, 1,000 talents of silver and of brass and of iron, weight without measure, for it was in abundance. They tell me in today's measure, it was equal to at least $126 million dollars was David's reward for his obedience. Over and above that the plague was stayed, the reward harvest came upon his life. There's a small community of people right over here, this section. And I want to release on you uncommon harvest for seeds that you forgot even you have sown in your life. An accelerated harvest comes upon your life. No strangers in your harvest field. Nobody can take it. It's all yours. Just receive it. Uncommon harvest. A few lessons from the life of David. Don't stop running away from your Goliath. Run towards him. Stop running away from your Goliath. Run towards him. The next character character I want to deal with for this morning is a short gentleman, short and small in stature, but I'd like to say big in attitude. His name is Zacchaeus. We tend to forget the Zacchaeus. We tend to focus on the crowd and then ignore the Zacchaeus. There was a time in Jesus' life when he ignored the crowd for just a moment because Zacchaeus needed some personal counseling. Zacchaeus, from the book of Luke, chapter 19, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief amongst the publicans. Wow, what a man! He was very rich, but he had a desire and a hunger to see Jesus for who he was. And he he could not because of the press, because he was little in stature. He ran before, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him as he would pass by. And when Jesus came to the place, the Jerome Liberty translation, he looked up and saw him and said, Honorable member, what is your point of order? I don't recognize you. <laughs> no, he said, Zacchaeus, make haste. <laughs> Come down. Because today, I must abide at your house. He made haste. He came down. He received him joyfully. Verse 7 says, and when they saw it, they murmured, listen to me, this whole house. God is about to release a blessing on your life that is so big, it will make the people murmur. That is around you. To make them murmur, frustrated at your blessing. Zacchaeus said unto the Lord, Behold, half of my goods I will give to the poor. 
if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore unto him fourfold. Now, how about Zacchaeus? The reward of Zacchaeus is amazing. Jesus said, the response to that, I mean, he said to Jesus, half of my stuff, give to the poor. If I've robbed anybody, four times. You know how Jesus responds? Surely you're a son of Abraham. Tax collector, chief of the publicans, just become a son of Abraham because of his seed? Your seed, uncommon seed, don't miss a tithe. Don't miss a sacrificial giving. In these last few days of 2018, make it a season of sowing and prepare your hearts for the greatest harvest you've ever seen in your life. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.